Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. We've made it to another Wednesday where we record our podcast and we, as usual, are limping in here after having seen just a billion people before the 4th of July. This is always a really, uh, these two weeks, the week of 4th of July and the week after, uh, they're always a difficult time for me because the patient volume is so erratic because people are going out of town or coming into town and, and um, you know, it just, it makes it more difficult to provide incredible care because the volume shifts so much. And uh, we just got absolutely destroyed this morning with spines. And I love each and every one of those people. But I was telling someone that it's like having somebody throws you a surprise party, but instead of like all your friends from the last couple of years, they get all your best friends from ever. And they come in and you don't want to like not hang out with all your best friends. You have to go from best friend to best friend. And when you cut that off, Kim? You never do. How many best friends do you have? Like real best friends? In this room yeah. right now. In this room oh, right now. Three. <laughs> Good call. It's funny because it's true. Anyway, uh, one of the things we wanted to, well, the thing I want to talk about today, I, Kim and I did a talk the other week for a bunch of young people, and we talked about bones, and we gave them suckers, which is honestly the most fulfilling speaking presentation that I that we do. They love us so much, we're going back three other times. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to, it's going to be nothing but bones and suckers. Do we order more, just order more suckers? We need a lot more suckers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the... Have you seen how many suckers we go through here now? And they're healthy suckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One well, patient asked me this morning, like, hey, can you roll a, a roll of face paper? Because I was changing it on the table. He's like, man, I bet you do that a lot. And I remember when we first got into practice, Dr. Morrow, we would go through one roll of face paper a, a week in the office. Yeah, on each table. like one, one, yeah. yeah. And so now we go through one roll of paper a day on each table. Just about. So it's about 56 times more paper per day. That's how much paper we go through here. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. So uh, anyway, one of the moms asked me, I'm not, bra- I'm bragging. There is a noticeable, happy atmosphere in this practice. When you come in, and people that are listening who are practice know, like, it's a happy place. Like, you come in, people are in a good mood, people, somebody's laughing about something, you can hardly <laughs> tell people are hurt. And one of the moms is like, why, why do these moms talk to you guys like that? And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well... This, they talk to you like you're like you're their kid or like you're their friend or like you're their you know I'm like well how else would you have them talk to me like they're supposed to look down are they supposed to you know do whatever and um, it really got me thinking you know in the way that we present our information and the way that the moms talk to us so I told her that I would take time to answer that and talk about it on the next podcast so now here we are three podcasts after I promised it whatever uh, what we're going to do, each one of us is going to go through a, just a current case study on uh, maternal and pediatric chiropractics, and we're going to talk about why we think moms like us, because people want to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> my first case study that I'll talk about, resolution of sensory neural hearing loss in a nine-year-old following chiropractic care to reduce vertebral subluxation. So this is a case report. It's from the Journal of uh, Pediatric Maternal and Family Health. And it's from April of 2021. So this isn't some 1986. This is 2021. This is two months ago. And so what happened was they had a nine-year-old female came in. She could not hear out of her left ear. She had upper back pain. She had headaches. The guy gives her exactly one adjustment. And the next day, the little girl is hearing without her hearing aid. 
That's the case study. Now, I can hear people screaming all over the world about this. Like, oh, it's a case study, blah, 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 you don't know. You're right. It's a case study. It informs practice. It's a record of exactly what happened and the patient's notes. That's a case study. Like, oh, it's not a double-blind RCT. Okay, how on earth would you do a double-blind RCT with sensory neural hearing loss? That'd just be mean. It'd be mean. You want to do that sham? Additionally, people that, that have a problem with the way chiropractic case studies are done, they're like, well, you could just give sham adjustments on the bones. I'm like, you cannot. Because if we're manipulating people, we don't care if the bone is out or not. Chiropractors do specific adjustments to bones that are not working correctly in their joint spaces. That's what we do. So you would need a whole bunch of people that have that problem, not a bunch of people where you wring their necks. That's the problem with doing research. Now, can it be done? Absolutely. But you need a whole lot of people and a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money. There is no big pharma paying for chiropractic research. So we have to do it on our own. So no more of this talk about the, there's no validity to a case study. It is absolutely only superseded by a really well done RCT. Additionally, I would point out that a very large amount of current medical research is case studies. So I don't want to hear it. So what do we know from this? Little girl, couldn't hear out of her ear, has upper back pain, presents to the chiropractor, he adjusts her the next day she can hear out of her hearing aid. That's not an anecdotal story, that's a case study where the range of motions were reported and all of the factors that were met that make it a case study that we can draw data from, specific listings of vertebra, stuff like that. I think that's bad ass. How did it work? Man, the pathways with which we can lose and gain and our hearing be affected, both our, there's two types of hearing, Kim, sensory neural, sure. and then there's conductive. Yep. Those pathways, uh, there's a bunch of different ideas as to how that, how exactly it works, we do not know. We'd have to adjust somebody and have them under like a functional MRI or something like that. But it just informs practice. How does it work? That's gonna be the question that we'll answer, hopefully in our practice lifetimes. But because we don't know the exact physical mechanism for why that hearing return. We know why bones get adjusted. That's crystal clear. They have a malposition. They're not rotating right. They're too far back, too far left, too far to the right, too, too whatever. We don't know how exactly those nerves getting lit back up or turned back on from an adjustment is affecting it. And that's okay. Like we're, we're not hiding that. What we are saying is that in this particular instance, in this particular case, these were the results, and that's awesome. Because one of the very first chiropractic cases was a janitor who couldn't hear, gets adjusted, and he can hear. And everyone will scream like, oh, your chiropractor's did, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. Listen, it happened. It had happened again right here, and we can go all day long and look at changes in hearing following chiropractic adjustments. The number of people that have come in here with what's called Meniere's disease, where they're ringing in their ears, and we adjust them and their ringing goes away, we could line them around the building. So, just something really cool case. Now, why do I think moms like us? Because we don't have any pretense here. I don't need you to call me Dr. Fink and look down. I don't need that because what we do here is we produce results all the time in front of everyone because our adjusting is open. And the other thing is that when people ask us questions, we answer it. And when somebody asks me a question, there's usually about 15 people also in the room and they get to hear that answer too. It's community learning. And moms love that because there's other moms here that think like they do and everybody's getting an education. So if you can imagine, 
you're at the doctor's office, and the question you always wanted to ask, but you keep forgetting to ask, maybe somebody else answers it, and the doctor takes the time to talk to five people about it. That's really cool. Half of what doctors do is adjust, and the other, ha is, and the other part is education. And moms love us because we educate like no other. We vehemently educate them. We'll chase them out of the we'll building. chase them out the building. Telling them information. In fact, Marissa makes sure that we don't go past yeah, the, she's got a, the foyer. She's got a spray bottle. There's a line. Yeah, there's yeah. a tape on the floor. Yeah. 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 And so I, that's why I think the moms love us. Because moms, especially now in this day and age, you can get a lot of good information or you can get a lot of crap information. And we go out of our way to provide only the very best up-to-date information. And the moms love that. And we love the moms. We do. Okay. I'm on the razor's edge of becoming overly pumped and pirating this it. podcast. I don't know what Can you're you going to do. It? I don't know what you're going to do for the next three Arr. segments. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just like, I just, it's like you, all of a sudden you realize, man, we are really awesome. I just realized it again, right then. My body temperatures, I can feel it in my face. Your face is red. We can feel it in this room. Yeah. It's hot. Okay. All right, Dr. Maurer. Uh, yeah. So I picked, uh, <laughs> I picked my case study because you know, we take care of a lot of pediatric patients. We especially take care of a lot of those who are involved in athletics. Absolutely. They're involved in dance and they're just, or just active in general. So this one is titled Chiropractic Management of Pediatric Plantar Fasciitis. Nice, bro. A case report. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, that, and that's another thing. I don't think, you know, everybody thinks of plantar fasciitis and they think of people our age. You right. Know? Yeah. But this was a 10-year-old football Young adults. Player. Right. Young adults in their yeah. 20s. So this is a 10-year-old football player with bilateral plantar fasciitis. Good night. And it had been going on for three weeks, went into their office. They ended up putting together a treatment plan, uh, six visits for six-week period, so one, one time a week. And it involved manipulative therapy. We call it adjustment. You right. Know, you already talked right. about that. But we got to super clarify. Yeah. Right? Is it really? But maybe there is manipulative therapy. Right. So soft tissue therapy and home <clears throat> rehabilitation exercises. And the soft tissue work they did, if any of you have been in our office, maybe you've seen Dr. Danielle with these little metal tools. Oh, man. If you've seen it, yeah. then she gets you. Yeah. She's smiling and you're not crying. She loves it. Yeah. She's so good at it. But yeah, it is. I mean, it does, it's called Grostin. Yeah. It's Grostin. Does a lot of great work. Emotionally. So that's what they used on the... For this patient. That's awesome. And then they did a high velocity, low amplitude manipulative therapy right. on the ankle mortis joint. So right. we'll, give them, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was an um, activator or, or they just did hand. I'm not sure. Say the Pies word. Pies are foreign. <laughs> Bye-bye. So he said the word. After those six treatments, report was that patient's great. Back to playing football. That's it? Six Here treatments? Yeah. Yeah. Five, six. If you go and you <laughs> look up. How many treatments does it take to fix plantar fasciitis in any therapy? Occupational therapy, physical therapy, chiropractic. There's no one that does it in six. It's more like 60. Yeah. It, is, it is, if it's not the worst, it's the second worst connective tissue problem. So that's really cool that they did that. As far as uh, one of the reasons that mothers love us, I think, especially in this new office, when they come back and they see the area we've devoted oh, to their dude. kids... They see our brand new, we have an octopus table and we have a koala table mm -hmm. back there. Mm -hmm. And it's in its own little like cubby. Yeah. It's so cool. it's like their own little area. And we have those healthy suckers we were talking about. Mm -hmm. They're in a little jar. Children know exactly where they, they are. They know exactly where But they're, they're great. Are. They ask. They always ask us, hey, can I have one? Sure. Yeah, everybody's really cool. Yeah. I haven't had to like, 
grab somebody. Now we caught anybody back there just, just like slashing. Yeah. Right? Pocket. Which is funny because yeah. like our patients will take a handful of mints from the front. Right. But not the kids. The little they'll, kids they'll have to take one yeah. sucker. And then we have stickers. We have, you know, the temporary tattoos. Good job, Kim. Back there. Mm-hmm. And then up on the wall, we also have a system where we track, like we have a little stickers with first name of the mother. So mm-hmm. we track how far they are in pregnancy. And then the other one, I believe, goes up through one year. So once yeah. they've had their child, it tracks where their child is in those developmental benchmarks. Yeah. It looks like a they game of Battleship right now because there's so many stickers everywhere. Yeah, they're at, yeah. B5. Save my Battleship. G4. Nice. Ah, that's my favorite. And we do, I mean, all of us love taking care of children, but mm-hmm. uh, we have also, you know, at the new office have added Dr. Amanda, who... Mm, she's awesome. She, I mean, that's what she lives for is... Yeah. Take care of those oh, young yeah. ones and the, and the pregnant women. Yeah, she wouldn't so, talk to an adult. Right. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you have to talk That's to That's not pregnant, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just walks away. So, and then one other thing I was going to bring up, we are pretty soon going to add what's called a stadiometer. Yeah, man. And that's a fancy word for something that measures height. And we are, we're going to be using that for all of our patients. Right. But our plan is to put it more in the pediatric right area. Right, between those two. So they can, you know. Press a button and you get your height. Yeah, he loves getting their height checked accurate. more than a young person, right. so. We'll have that over there as well. Yeah, it's cool because if you if you have like four people in this room, Kim, and we all measure somebody's height, you get four different answers. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the most qualified height measurer. Well, that won't work if you're going to record it objectively. We need sonar. Right. And so you use laser and you get a pretty good number. Mm-hmm. But if you have like an awesome hair day and your hair's fluffed up, then the number changes. So with Dr. Mauer and you're I... You're having I, a nice hair day. I am right? having a nice It is sticking straight up. Yeah. I finally... They cut it off last time. Yeah, anyway, I saw that. Dr. Mauer and I did a ton of research at the beginning because Dr. Matt was out doing all the work. Right. And we found the stadiometer, and this one is sonar-informed. So that means it blasts your head with sonar, and you can't trick it. Like, so you get like one one-hundredth of a degree. Once again. It's incredibly it's like accurate, a dolphin. and it's, you just push a button. So we've taken the human error out. No human touches you. You stand there, press the button, the machine checks it. Well, when's that going to be a thing? It's already here. Oh. I just, just need you to put it up, Kim. Kim, why do you make me cry? We need some number 10 screws. I'm trying. There's so much going on. Kim, can you get us some number 10 screws? We need. Yeah, you got number 10s, bro? Two. Go get them, bro. Oh. <laughs> Great. That's all we need. We'll get it up today. Yeah. Perfect. Number 10. Wonderful. Perfect. Great. All right. Anyway, yeah, it's exciting. It's super exciting. Okay, so my case study talks about uh, failure to uh, thrive, uh, concomitant mm-hmm. gain in, with weight and um, difficulties with breastfeeding of a nine-day-old uh, young uh, baby. Mm. Now, the young baby had a history of birth trauma, so they don't go into detail exactly what birth trauma, so let's just assume that um, it doesn't say cesarean section, so maybe it's vaginal birth, but as the baby was coming out, uh, right side up, yeah. vacuum, so any, anything, it just says birth trauma, so we know there's mm. something going on. So the consultation with lactation uh, specialist, trying to figure out how to get this baby to, to nurse better, uh, without hurting the mother, they're like, well, let's just, you know, they did a whole bunch of different tests, and they basically come up with the idea of something that didn't really work, help them at all. Mm-hmm. So this mother brought the baby in to see a, a chiropractor, and there was an assessment of neck, range of motion, and a whole bunch of these other things that chiropractors use to determine if there's subluxations in kids, in in recently birthed babies. Mm-hmm. And they found that um, it doesn't go into detail, but basically a touch and hold of the atlas, which is the very top bone mm-hmm. right under the mm-hmm. occiput, 
which is very common to have subluxated in birthing traumas. So after the touch and hold and adjustment to the, to the atlas, the sacrum was also checked. Can you talk a little more about what touch and hold is? Okay, so if you see myself or Dr. Josh or Dr. Brad or Dr. Amanda even or Dr. Danielle adjusting adult or, Kim. or not Kim. I will not be doing that. She could do scam adjustments. Mm. Um, but if you see us adjusting an adult person, when we do a high velocity, low amplitude thrust, that is way different than a kid adjustment. Well. That just happened this morning. Dr. Amanda adjusted somebody this morning, and there's a whole uh, there was a couple people on traction that had gotten up off of traction to watch Dr. Amanda <laughs> do a yeah. do a touch and hold oh, really? of it. Yes. Oh yeah. There's awesome. a couple. She draws her mom's hand. It's like a it's like she flips on a magnet. Yeah. Baby goes on the table. Mm-hmm. No one's listening to us anymore. <laughs> so it is a it is a very precise, usually with pinky or ring finger, mm-hmm. and you're literally. You're physically going in, finding the lateral mass of the uh, atlas, Oof. and this gently touching and positioning the bone back into place. You do not need any force at all. There's no force with baby adjusting, Kimberly. None. Because at that point, it's not really. There's nothing bones, there. Right? It's well, like yeah, it's Dr. Josh likes to say they're tiny sharks. They're tiny sharks. They're not humans. Yeah. They're they're, they're, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as they wow. gain, as they gain their milestones, right? turning over, that kind of stuff, then they'll have more neck strength. Yeah. Then they'll start putting, right? Because right? how do you develop bone? It's the resistance to gravity. That's how we're able to... Muscular contraction, Kim. Sure. Okay. Okay. So oh, that's, cool. the, that's the touch and hold. That's the difference. I, I wanted to make sure a lot of moms understood, like, the bulk of the adjusting that we'll do on children is absolutely, positively, no cracking sounds, no, no high-speed anything. For young young people, that's why it's yeah, so easy to fix. As they're able to sit up on their own, you will see at times, um, you'll see a little bit of a of a seated neck adjustment for a little baby, but it's it's strictly left to right or P to A regarding the atlas, and it's it. just a just a scoop. Anyway, yep. So they recorded how much weight was gained over a period of a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and within. Within the first week, there was already a noticeable change in it wasn't hurting the mother, mother to breastfeed. The baby was latching appropriately without trouble. And there was a significant increase in weight. And the only thing that was changed was the chiropractic adjustments to the atlas and the sacrum. Wow. So think about one of the, you know, as, as doctors of chiropractic, as doctors in general, we are to do no harm, right? We're supposed to help people, not hurt them. That that kind of non-invasive way to do the chiropractic adjustment. People being informed about what chiropractic is and what it is not mm. is very important to what we do here. And that's why we talk to people about it all the time. Cool. Yeah. And why, why do you think the, the moms love us? I think the moms love us because we're able to interact so effortlessly with kids because we're basically kids ourselves I know, right That's and funny. we're just like we can be we can be grown up we can be professional most of the time it's not the latter yeah, we don't need to like that's for people that aren't uh, awesome. yeah we talk about doing the robot we talk about yeah. karate you chopping do the robot. well sure and you do karate chopping well oh, it's it's an advanced form of karate <laughs> we don't just chop and we have we have kids ourselves and so like we're here adjusting kids we're at home adjusting kids. 
kids are everywhere. So they're the future of chiro- of a chiropractic yeah. practice is, I love is getting kids uh, to understand and, and mothers and fathers, parental guardians, whoever, to understand why it's important to get their kids adjusted. Nice, bro. He liked it. Mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. Yeah. All right. All right, Kim. This, we could drop it. Are you ready for me? Tell the people your tale. Okay. So I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to talk about why I think moms like this and then do my case study. Oh, my God, Kim. I've That's... never heard of anything so drastic I know. and surprising. So different. I know. Um, so I think moms like this because we take care of their kids, of course, but we also take care of them. So a lot of times, being a mom, your health and needs fall on the back burner a lot. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. That's and, true. Yeah. And they come in and get their kids checked and then also them. Yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. While we yell at their kids for them. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. It's um, keep them entertained. It's natural. That's right. We can hear Dr. Matt's dad bones get activated oh. and he detects trouble. And then he oh, yeah. Last night, I think I heard it. He's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can hear his bones get activated. He's like, hey. Go sit down. And the kid's like, yep, I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> oh, I hear it too sometimes. Because the moms, down. like, the moms, they hear it too, and their shoulders go into their ears. Yeah. And you can't, adju- you can't adjust them, but you want to adjust what's going to last. So mm-hmm. The you know, young people. So we're perfectly uh, skilled at getting those kids. Yeah, that's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. Nice, yeah. So we can help with that. And then for my case study... Um, it was a new mom who came into an office mm-hmm. because of back pain, and then during the exam, the doctor learned that she's been experiencing a decrease in her milk production in one of her breasts, and so I guess it went down from one ounce instead of the four like it was. Yeah. 25% uh, Kim. Yep. But she was still getting the same amount in her other breast, so they did some chiropractic treatments, and they did four treatments altogether, and after that, her... Initial pain was gone, and her milk had increased back to normal. Huh. Look at that. Cool. Yeah. So. Nerves. Me. Nerves are everywhere. Nerves That's innervate everywhere. Nerves everywhere. It's not just that it was cut off. It's that maybe that the brain wasn't getting the right information. You know, it's not some some drastic loss of signal. You know, it's just a disruption. Maybe. You know, we don't have the tech to look in there as it happens mm-hmm. yet. So, that's we, awesome. We Good case study, Kim. Thanks. That was great. That was great. Good job. Yeah. Good podcast. Okay. Um, Dr. Fink, anything for the people? Uh, not that I know of. Other than um, one of the other points that I think is really important is that kids have a free reign here. And that makes moms relax. And yeah, they relax. don't. They're not made to feel like their kids are a problem. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Ever. Because they're not. No. That's why we built it like this. Like, oh, we don't have crown molding. No, we don't. We have a whole bunch of kids. You know, like we don't get crown molded when you have a whole bunch of kids. That's why you have premium vinyl floors. And I've noticed recently that some of the kids, as soon as they walk in, go into the wellness room. Oh, yeah. They, they head straight into the wellness room now and they just, just get run around in there. And so. it's perfectly fine. We practice in a metal shed. It's going to be loud. And those kids go into that room and it's like 32, 16 by 32, wide open cement floor, stained floor. They are go with a 22 foot high roof. They're out of their minds in there, and it's perfectly fine. We're about to get some roller skates, go in there, and have ourselves limbo. I was gonna do a slow skate, bro. What's good? I don't know, Kim. Mm-hmm. I haven't picked the song yet. Okay, no. very good, Dr. Mountaining for the people. No, I think that was it. Um, I was gonna say bring your kids in. If you you should bring your kids in. Yeah. yeah, you should let us check your kids. It's really the best thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so for Kimberly, for Dr. Brad Maurer, for Dr. Matt Fink, I'm Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will talk to you in two weeks. 
And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.